This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Alrighty, folks, we're in for an interesting episode on this one from what I've gotten to talk to David before we hit record. I'm Gianna. I am your host for the Icon Podcast. And today we are talking to David Brooke of Brooke Group Real Estate. David, thanks for joining me today. What's up, Gianna? <laughs> Everybody, I want you to take a look at David's background. He's got like hanging chairs and the sickest patio I've seen in a while. So um, next up, oh, Labor Day, actually. Labor Day party at David's. Um, so I'll see you there. Please come over, please come over because I won't be here. I'll be in Maine. So you guys can just party on the Perfect. patio. Okay. Awesome. Patio potato. <laughs> a porch potato. Okay. Porch potato. That's the term, <laughs> but David, um, getting off track here. Tell me about you, your life. How did you grow up to be a real estate agent? Okay. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? Like as far as you want, as like it all started when you were born. born at Hartford hospital. Uh, oh, wow. In 1987. Here we go. So, uh, to be honest, I had no desire to be in real estate. Uh, my father actually owned and actually still works as a real estate appraiser. And okay. I remember going into his, uh, his real estate offices. There's tons of guys around. They're like, hey, man, one day you're going to you know, own a real estate appraisal shop. And I'm like, no way, dude. I don't want to do that. So and, uh, I know. It's wild. And so like, um, so I had this, like some pretty cool experiences growing up where I had a lot of great, um, I would call them like mentors or guides in my life. I grew up in the church and I had some, some really, really like, uh, like just interesting guys around me. And these were like, um, these were like youth, youth pastor guys who were like on stage all the time, like playing rock shows, uh, you know, go to the skate parks all the time and just like fun people to be around. And I watched as like a lot of people in school had like no direction. They didn't know what they wanted to do. They were kind of like pushed by uh, parents into specific careers. And the guys who I were hanging around were just like, dude, go on adventures and like, uh, you know, go live and uh, live wildly for God and live wildly for, um, you know, serving others. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to like really give back to other people. And so I decided to go and be a youth minister. And uh, yes, so I went to, I went to a college for about a year and, you know, we're learning Bible stuff. And then all of a sudden, like mom calls and she says, Hey, listen, guy who I'm married to, um, you know, uh, this is not working out. And, uh, and so I left college and went back home to go wait tables. And, uh, so I started waiting tables, paying rent, helping things uh, work for mom. Well, we ended up taking a family trip to South Africa for about a month which was really cool. That's really cool. It was, man. There was like, uh, we stayed on this bay and there was like humpback whales, like giving birth in the bay and like dolphins where you're swimming. We would go like spear fishing, catch what we ate and like have cookouts with the locals. Dude, it was amazing. How cool is that? Yeah. And like, 
I'm sure we could talk offline. Like I, uh, like I killed an octopus, like at one point underwater, like in a scuba trip. It was wild, man. Sorry. I shouldn't, uh, I probably shouldn't say that. There might be a lot of octopi lovers out there who are going to get upset. You're right. You're right. But like, was it with like a sphere or like, do you wrestle it? So uh, uh, not to, I mean, this is a real estate podcast, but why not? So we're underwater, uh, me and this guy named Nick and he's, you know, you know, he's like points this uh, spear gun at a shark as it swims by. So the huge bull sharks like swimming right by. And uh, this is in the same area. Like, it, you know, it's not Cape town. It's in Jeffrey's Bay. We were there for the bill Bong pro. And, uh, and we were like, what the frig? Like, don't shoot a shark, man. Like, and you're underwater. There's no yeah. scuba gear. Like you're just free diving. Right. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Which is pretty wild. And yeah. so I'm telling you, like, go to South Africa. It's, like, absolutely insane. It's cool safaris, everything. So we're underwater, and then he shoots an octopus. And and the, the spear goes through the octopus. And uh, and I just remember, like, everything flashing because I remember, like, being a, being in, like, middle school or whatever. I don't know. And there was a guy who was like, never, never go up against an octopus. <laughs> I don't know why you would ever talk about that. <laughs> Never face yeah, an octopus. Knowing never to battle an octopus. Like, dude, take on any animal, but never an octopus. Because <laughs> it was like, it was like, yeah, what they'll do is they'll grab they'll grab one tentacle on you and they'll grab seven tentacles on the floor. And oh. you'll never be able to get away. And so you're you know, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, so I remember this uh I've this never, I've never thought about. New fear unlocked. New new fear unrealized. More therapy sessions to be booked. <laughs> Why can't I sleep at night? Octopi. Um, so, Nowhere near an ocean. <laughs> I can't believe we're down this uh, this rabbit hole, this this octopi hole already. But we'll we'll dig out of it and talk about real estate. Yeah, we will. So um so anyway, so the spear goes through the octopus at, and it turns. And so it's like this and it starts pulling itself up the line towards it. Right. And so my buddy, Nick, he's underwater and we're holding our breath and we were pretty good. We can hold our breath for like a minute and a half or whatever. And so we were like, okay, like, what do we do? So instead of like letting go of this gun, which it's going to fall, you know, go down like 30, 40 yeah, feet. We're kind of like, yeah. okay, lost it. And it's like grand or whatever. So he's like, Oh, I'll just hold on to this thing. So it starts like coming back up and he's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, he's looking at me. So I like swim to the surface and get, get some air. And then I, I go back down and this thing at that point is on my buddy. <laughs> it's on him. Like so spear like, through right now. Right. You're through. It's crawled up and it's on him. I'm like, my dude's going down because this thing's gonna like drop to the ground and then like drown him, right? So, so I reach in. He had a bag where we would catch the fish as we were spear fishing underwater, and I, I take his knife out and I grab the octopus and I saw the octopus's like tentacle right off, and the octopus off like of him, yeah, okay. right, right off of him, and the octopus is freaking out, and there's a bunch of ink that goes everywhere. And we get the octopus, <laughs> get the octopus's tentacle off, and shove it back in the bag, and get my buddy back off. We had to cut the line to get it, um, you know, to get the, uh, you know, the octopus. We lost the, we lost the spear, but we saved the gun. So. Did you get the octopus like on the boat, or boat wherever you no, were? No, 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 man. That thing has seven tentacles. That thing's still wandering the seas, waiting, waiting in revenge. Well, for I me. think they regrow them, don't they? You know what? Really, it sounded cooler, right? With seven. Well, like, well, like I'm just saying. Yeah, they, like, I think they probably like yeah. bigger, better, like that, um, that like mythological dog that you like yeah, cut the, the, off the dragon, and then it grows two more heads. Like that's what. That's literally I, probably that's, what's happening. Like, 
so I'm glad you could start this show with me being the cause of the Kraken. I always thought like, like I interviewed a guy that is a world champion arm wrestler and real estate agent. And now he's running for mayor. I was like, wow. Ryan Espy's pretty cool. Dude. Wow. Like that was a pretty cool interview. <clears throat> and now I, he may have been one up. There's no way. So first of all, I would love to do that. These guns though are never going to win. <laughs> like Ryan's guns are the size of my head. And I have a very big head. Like he's, oh huge like it's Dude. pretty amazing you don't win world championships arm wrestling with not wow. arms the size of my head so anyway i, I digress pretty cool story to no, get so, I digress. So, so i'm there so i'm there in south africa uh -huh. and, you know so at this point like i have a i have a relationship with god where i'm like that is like my guiding force he is my yeah. guy so i'm like i'm like god i don't know what to do in my life next and uh so he told me hey listen you know get back with some of these mentors who you've been talking to. And I didn't have a great relationship with my dad. And so he was like, Hey, uh, you know, kind of restore that relationship with dad and then go work construction. Well, long story short, I got up one day and I like got in the car and God was like, Hey, today's the day. It's like, turn left here, turn right here, go over here. I'm like, okay. So I finally get out of the car and there's a guy that's walking down the hill and I'm like, all right, what am I supposed to do here? He's like, go work construction. Like I told you. So this guy's like, what's up? I'm like, hey, my name is David Brook and I'm here for a job. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm here to work construction. He was like, did somebody send you? I'm like, well, kind of. <laughs> so he's like, he's, like, uh, he's like, well, I just let a guy go at the top of the hill. And I was just coming back down to the office to go post a job for a laborer. And I was like, okay, well, that's me. Well, here I am. So, so, he's, so this is a great one for real, realtors, especially with your commission. Never, never let that, you know, that go in your commission. Know your worth. So the guy was like, well, what do you want per hour? So I told him, and at the time, this is like 2007. He's like, yeah, that's too much. And I was like, well, I know what I'm worth and I'm the hardest worker you're ever going to meet. And he was like, yeah, I don't think so. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get back in my car and ask God and he's going to show me another construction site to go to. And when he heard that, he was like, all right, dude, I'll like give you the job. So he gives me the job. I get this whole background in construction. Uh -huh. 2008 happens. The crash happens. He lets me go. I'm like, what the heck, dude? And I remember being like working for him. Like, man, this is not what I wanted to do in my life. I was putting bricks in to build like a, like a, a, um, a stepway to his, to his, uh, his office. And I remember like, man, this sucks, dude. This is like, I'm literally working on my hands and knees. All my buddies are in college doing what they want to do. And I'm like building like some sort of like, like bricks pathway to his office. This is dumb. And then the market crashes and I'm like, now I'm out of a job. And my dad goes, Hey man, can you help me out a little bit? Cause I had started getting, you know, my, my relationship with my dad back together. And he was like, can you help me out with my real estate appraisal stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure. I can help you with the tech or whatever. And I eventually started liking it. And I really learned valuation. Like no one else, like, man, I, I put 2,500 hours in just to get that first step in that licensing. And, and I was going to thousands of homes, really understanding like how to do it. Well, I'll fast forward to the <clears throat> to the part of my career where I, I decided one day, I was like, I want to sell real estate because I was walking in these homes. I'd watch what these real estate agents were making. I'm like, I can do that. And I remembered like signing up for a, a luxury boutique brokerage. And I thought I was just going to sell million dollar houses. And that's the way it was going to be. And, you know, it didn't happen right away. Right. And so uh, I remember going through there and then I, I thought to myself, hey, I'm going to go and talk to that builder. And I remember I, I, the first time I went and talked to him, he's like, you don't have enough experience. And then his, and then his development didn't sell. And so he called me back and he was like, Hey man, uh, you want to talk again? And I remember walking up that pathway of the bricks, the brick pathway that I had built 
form and I walked into his office and I walked out with $10 million worth of listings. And I was like, dude, never despise those days of small beginnings because you never know what they're going to lead towards. And so that really like kicked my career off like crazy. And, uh, and from there, I, you know, I, I, I learned at different brokerages along the way. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. And, and now I run a team of, uh, I think it's 52 real estate agents at this point, seven people on staff will do well over 200 million this year in sales, uh, over about 700 properties will close this year. So quite a, quite a pathway. Um, yeah. So So, David, how were you introduced to EXP? Yeah. So I, I was like totally turned off by, uh, by EXP when I first heard about it as were many. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, we do a great job talking about like the thing that matters most to us at the time. And like the best way that I can break it down is if I told you like, Hey, you got to go to this great restaurant. They've got great, what food, atmosphere, service, whatever it is for you. Like that's the thing that you really like. Right. And a lot of times, like when we go to a restaurant, we stay going to that place because it's like, well, I know, I know Brad who's like the bartender or like, he's yeah. so cool. And like, we we're like ever, like we know each other and it's very cool because it's not just the food, right? It's like, it's mm-hmm. always the people that's there. But if you went to your friend and like, or, you know, we were like hanging out and I was like, Jana, you gotta go to this place. Cause uh, you know, my buddy Brad, he's the bartender. You're like, okay, cool. Like- but that doesn't mean anything to you. Right. Right. No one's like, oh, let's go out to this place. David said, because Brad's there. You want to go for various other reasons. Right. Right. And so like EXP, there's always, it's like, once you get here, you're like, yes, the revenue share is cool. Yes. The stock is cool. Yes. All the things. But like people lead with that and not with like, hey, what's going on with you? So someone right. led and was like, dude, you should join. You got like 20 people on your team, 30 people at the time. He's like, you're going to be making so much on rev share. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm a sales guy. Right. Like I want my, I want like the culture that I built in my family. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I was happy at the time, man. And then, uh, some stuff, uh, you know, at Keller Williams had caused me to just be like, nah, man, like this is cool, but like, there's more. And so what I realized for myself was, you know, like there's no one person who has all the answers. That's the first thing. Number two, what is the chances that the best, like, team operator in the world is in your office? And what's the chance that the best open house operator in the world is in your office? Or what's the chance that the guy who does digital ads the best in your is in your office? And what's the chance that the person who's leveraged the best through VAs or through like hiring is the best in your office? And the reality is there isn't one. There's no one real estate office. Otherwise, all of us would just be there. And the realize and the realization for me was why are so many big names going to EXP? It's because we create this virtual like cool network space where we can all be in the same office as a part of these cool networks and learn from each other. And the collaboration is incentivized by the model. And I was like, sick. So I can learn the best open house scripts and practices from that guy who's in Houston. Yes. And like, I had to realize like you got to go outside of your normal um, everyday officer zone or region, wherever it is in order to learn the best. And I needed to be open-minded about that. Why? Because I put so many people in my life, not only like looking to me for like leadership, but also like I cared for them and their families. And I was like, I have to deliver the best news. I can, I can, and the best uh, strategies. I can't just like come up with all this stuff on my own. Right. So, the, you know, the, so, collab- they, you know, the 20 hours of training and everything in the collaboration. Yeah. Like- and, and I don't just, just like for me, I was like, dude, 
I realized how much research and development was costing me. <clears throat> like, hey, man, we should probably try this program. We should try that program. What about that lead source? Well, how about that? And we try things and I'm like, man, dude, I just spent 60 grand like R&Ding that. And I still came up with a, like a no, like a false. Right. Like so it's I, need, not- I know it still works. So I need to try it again. And like instead, I was able to through some of my mentors and sponsors here at EXP, I was able to be like, hey, what are you doing? They're like, oh, dude, we went through that same process. But like two of us actually pushed through and we got to the thing. Here's the playbook. And I'm like, what do you want for it? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's like part of it. Yeah. No, that's super sweet. And it is a huge difference from other brokerages, right? Where everybody feels like they have to protect their secrets yeah. and keep them to their chest because you're going to steal business from them. So, yeah. um, David, you know, now you're at eXp, you are an icon agent, you are enjoying all the financial perks of eXp, but you're also enjoying the culture and team building, et cetera. Yeah. But what's your favorite part about being here? Why, you know, why is eXp the long game for you? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, I'm always, I'm the most open-minded guy. So if another model comes out tomorrow, I'd tell Glenn Sainford to, to his face, I'd be interested, right? But until that happens, I think if you're going to be open-minded, then you want to have the place where you can accelerate your business the fastest. Why? Because if I'm outside of my family time inside of my house, then I probably want to spend the most amount of time outside of it working in a space where I earn the most amount of money. In order to do that. And that creates a life for me that I can, you know, enjoy when I go back home. And I think, uh, actually I know that I've never experienced the collaboration and people honest, like seeking to build into my business like I have here. So that's the collaboration factor that we already talked about. I think, I think the second, uh, uh, part to it is beyond just like collaboration, it's cooperation. And Mm -hmm. so like, that's that like togetherness of like working towards something bigger. And that's where you meet people all across the country who are like, no, I'm personally invested in your business. And, uh, and, and I want you to grow. What do you need right now in order to like level up? And that's where I've been so grateful to, to a lot of the guys uh, at our fast forward movement. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And like, you know, uh, a thing I hear on this podcast often is a rising tide raises all ships. Right. And so, um, with that mentality, everybody's like on board. They want to help you. They want to see you succeed. They want to share their secrets with you. And I love that about this um, brokerage. And David, before we dive into all things icon, tell me a little bit about um, your work-life balance, right? How do you draw the line between yeah. work and play? And you mentioned, you know, time with family and, uh, you know, then outside of that, you're dedicating your time to work. So what does that look like for you? How do you draw some lines and set boundaries, sure. and recharge? Yeah. So I'm just going to get real on the podcast because why else would you freaking listen? No one wants right. a pat answer. Uh, well, I'm, because of the octopus story. That's why. Because the octopus listen. story, right? That's at the beginning. They already so, locked off. I think they did. If they didn't, uh, you're still hanging on. Uh, I'm divorced. Uh-huh. And uh, part of this work-life balance thing in real estate is like one of the hardest things to learn. Yeah. Um, the, the clients... Um, they'll respect you more when you set those boundaries mm-hmm. and when you don't set the boundaries, it's this icon pod. Sorry about that. Keep going. This icon podcast brought to you by <laughs> divorce lawyers everywhere. <laughs> you need a VA uh, because we have lawyers. We have VA lawyers. We have VA lawyers. They'll help you get divorced. Uh, <laughs> I kid <laughs> only because it's been, it's been a year. I, now, it's so. probably out there actually. So yeah. anyway, so, yeah. So, you know, like I said, I mean, it's like you, 
you set boundaries with your clients and you set boundaries on your time um, when you don't have a mindset of fear and rejection and scarcity. And what that means is like, Hey man, I am making myself available to a client on a Saturday afternoon and I'm going to miss time with my family. Why? Because I'm fearful that they're going to go with someone else or like, Hey, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to skip that event or I'm going to be home late or I'm going to make an inconsistent schedule because I'm fearful of what I'm right. fearful that I'm not going to have enough money or I'm fearful of that. And most of the times, cause you're not well, doing Really, you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from in real estate, especially when you're new. So yeah, something to be conscious about. So I think that that's the reality is like people, you know, because we choose to start our real estate careers on this sort of like addiction to uh, being available for people, like that's our card. So instead of being like, hi, I am one of the most knowledgeable real estate agents because I took the time and I like learned from a mentor. Experience and, and yeah. yeah because I don't do that. My only card that I can play is my availability. Mm-hmm. And if you're only playing your availability card, well, guess who suffers with that? You. And, and, and your loved ones, right? Yeah. Like you're going to, your time is like a bank account. And what you're doing is when you give your clients um, outside of a budget. So if you give them a budget and you say, you, you have access to me from eight o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night, like, great, that's a budget. But every time you allow them to overspend on that budget, guess what you're going to do? You're going to take away from that budget that you actually set for your family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and man, I, I have learned that lesson and hopefully have learned that lesson, not just experienced the pain and the consequence, but hopefully I've actually truly learned that lesson, probably the hardest way. And so for any brand new agent, man, if you just listen to this one thing on this podcast, it's to respect the, the worth that you have as an individual to take the time to learn from a mentor so that you feel confident that you can possibly set the boundaries with your clients so that you can establish a better relationship with your spouse, significant other, and your family. So I have a little girl named Shiloh. She is three and a half years old. How cute is that name? It is awesome. It, it means the one to whom it belongs. And uh, the way that you kind of want to look at that is like, hey, I, you know, I stumbled across this vineyard somewhere. And it's like, who owns this? Right. And it's like, this is the one to whom it belongs. Right. And so hopefully all my all any blessing that I have, anything that I can leave of legacy to her, like that's the one to whom it belongs. So I think the lesson there is, man, it's like it, there's there's not a lot to to leave to someone else, you uh-huh. know, if your clients and your own selfishness or your own insecurity or your own scarcity mindset kind of takes that up. So that's, uh, that's, that's the work-life balance. What it is now, man, I freaking don't work weekends. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like I, I really, like, I can't tell you, like we've got it set up on the team. So showing coverage happens. I've got so many layers of leverage in my life, uh, between uh, executive assistants and office managers, director of operations, listing coordinator, listing, you know, transaction coordinators, man, we've got like uh, leadership here. We've got mentors on our teams. Like it's layered. So that way it's not insulated so that people can't get to me. Right. It's, it's layered in a, in, in a, in a structure of leadership. So that way people are already able to get their answers and empowered by others apart from myself. And I think that that's like the real goal of running a business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, David, you, you you said you're layered, right? So obviously you have leveraged out some of the tasks that, you know, from when you were a beginning real estate agent 
to be able to focus on more <clears throat> revenue generating tasks. So, you know, what were some of those first hires you made? What were some of the first tasks you took off your plate to be able to scale up to this level? Yeah. So I would say like the first things that I recommend for people, um, are like to go into your, go into the way that a business is broken up. So that's for CEO, COO, and CFO. I recommend a book called the E-Myth Revisited, where it really breaks down the business. And it also breaks down like how your business should run. And, uh, and so what I suggest is, hey, the, the leverage is going to be an expense. So make sure that expense is actually made up three times more in the revenue that it should produce. So if you, so here's, here's my thought process. If you just hire an assistant and that assistant allows you to do your job easier, so maybe then you can sell more real estate, that's a path to it. Mm -hmm. Or it's I hire an assistant who then manages my lead generation or lead follow-up processes even more so it generates three times the amount of business as to what it would cost to have that individual on staff, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So we focused really on, uh, on, on marketing. So it would be like, Hey, uh, you know, hired you, my, uh, you know, executive assistant right now, his name is Pablo. And, uh, and so Pablo works on my video production. He mm -hmm. works on, um, you know, script writing with me. He works on, I, I do all the copyright and, um, you know, uh, scripting, but, you know, just kind of like laying that mm -hmm. out. Pablo works on um, making sure that, you know, my marketing goes out to my entire database. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like a, a minor role to that is now on like the transaction management side where he's coordinating off hours and he's also helping me with showings, et cetera. So it's really a dollar generating activities is what we recommend, or at least I personally recommend. No, absolutely. That makes sense. And I'm a firm believer you have to spend money to make money. That's just... Yep. Where we're at. Um, and so David, uh, also, you know, just to kind of plug this, he has some really cool things, um, that he has his VAs do like, um, to get your agent set up for showings. Right. So his virtual yeah. assistant research the neighborhood and have all kinds of data pulled up and offers ready written. And, um, so that his agents just have all the resources that they need at their fingertips and faster, yeah. more efficient. Think, think about the time that it takes you as a real estate agent when you've got a showing that you're like ready to go on. You're, you're right. like, okay, great. I have to grab all the disclosures. I should understand that I, I can't walk to a problem and be like, I think the lot lines go here. So right. we have like VAs research that for you and like get that bag. And we drop everything of all the disclosures into a Google Drive. So an agent can just digitally pull that up at any point in time or just click print at the office and get that out. And then if you're at the office, uh, if you're at the property and you're like, you know what? I know these guys are going to love it. While they're walking through the house, you're like, hey, listen, why don't you guys tour that house again? Why don't you go inside and let's walk through that master bedroom again? While they're doing that, man, you can stand upstairs in the in the hallway and we just have it right on our phone, a little quick type form. And it passes uh, off to our VA department over there and they just write the offer. And by the time you get back to the office, it's already completed. It's awesome. That's Very awesome. So efficient. And, um, you know, David, hiring, hiring, hiring out those positions kind of help you avoid burnout mode too. Um, yeah. but you know, beyond that, we also, you're on the icon podcast because you're an icon agent because you have production and you're the top 3% of the company. So let's dive into that. Um, what does production look like in your market? You know, what's that average housing price look like for you over there in Connecticut and how many homes yep. do you have to sell to be able to, um, hit your cap? Cool. So we are in Hartford County in Connecticut. That's where we're based. Um, I run the team and the team sells the entire state of Connecticut along with Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and in Tampa area in Florida. Right. Okay. So, and also, you know, for those watching, you only have one cap, even if you're in multiple States, 
True, true. So anyway, I like to bring that up anytime I get the opportunity. No, it's a really, really good point. So uh, that's another reason why we're like, hey, we know the vision of where we want to go. So why don't we do that, right? This one makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so for us, um, uh, you know, it's going to be like an average price point of like 340,000 in Connecticut, an average price point around like 450 in Mass, an average price point around 475 to 500 in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. an average price point in Florida of around, I want to say like 280 to 300, right? So um, for, you know, for us, it's, you know, you're doing like for myself, like 10 transactions to get to, you know, around that icon level of, you know, three and a half million dollars, $3.2 million. And then from there doing those, you know, additional transactions afterwards of around 20 homes, you know, in order to reach that icon. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I've hit it for, you know, three years and really appreciated the awards that have come from that. Not just the little crystal award that shows up, but also like the stock awards that come from that. That's really been beneficial for, you know, our retirement. Absolutely. And like you said earlier, the legacy that you leave with Shiloh too, um, that is a thing, the legacy fund here at EXP, which is really exciting. So another um, awesome asset to look into with this brokerage. But um, David, you know, my next question is going to be about your cultural commitment. So you can be a mentor, a coach, a teacher on icon panels, that other icons. So um, what avenue do you take for that? And why do you choose? Yes. So a lot of, I mean, I think I've been the moderator for most icon panels that I've done and I don't know why that that is. Um, and then there's been a couple where like one of our panelists have not been able to make it and they're like, Oh yeah, Dave, you do. So I love doing icon panels. Um, it's a lot of fun. Usually, um, you know, I've got a goal for myself. There's usually a couple hundred that are in the room at any point in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And so we just, you know, I try to keep it very interesting instead of like, what are the current tools that you're using? Like everyone's like talking about that kind of stuff. Like where do you get your business? It's like sphere of influence. It's like, we get that, bro. Like, what are you doing inside of that? And so I usually try to shock the audience a little bit by being like, dude, we're not going to talk about this, right? But we're going to talk about some actual uh, action steps that you can do in order to grow your business. So I love the icon panels. Those are super helpful for me um, because I actually learn about the different markets. And I think that others learn because we actually talk about strategies every single time. No, that's awesome. And it's a great resource for people. I mean, there's like 20 new hours of training every week. Panels are available to rewatch. I mean, there's, there's so much that's going on. Um, in EXP world all the time. Yeah. And David, you know, you touched on stock awards. You touched on that big glass shiny trophy you get. Uh, you get the opportunity to go to EXP con and shareholders. So what's your favorite part about being an icon agent? Why do you set that on a list of standards for yourself year after year now? Yeah. So for myself, it's literally being in success magazine. I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing for myself. Uh-huh. Just... <laughs> wow. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. And being on the cover of magazines. If if I don't see my name in lights, you know, I don't think that this is what's the point of life. What is what is the point if you're not famous and rich? What is the point? Um <laughs> no, icon is not just like the stock awards. Mm-hmm. It's not uh it's it's really showcasing for agents that this company works. That's what icon is about. Like, why do we have something that is iconic? It's like representative or the embodiment of what this is all about if you see an icon as like cool he got stock that's like saying great you sold real estate so you made money right instead i think this is glenn's way of saying here here's the proof that's in the pudding when you do what we set out for you to do 
you will succeed. And here's the representation. Go to, go to people like this who are happy to share about their experience here. So I think for myself, it's being able to talk to newer agents and being able to like actually give them a path forward, a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, some sort of like glimpse that it's possible because it is very challenging when you first start in real estate and, uh, and, and it kind of is an identifier and says, Hey, talk to this person. Right. Like a, Hey, this is a, this is a brokerage built by agents for agents. And you know, there's in a brokerage, obviously you've got to work hard to be the managing broker. You have to have experience. You have to, you know, have have all these things that an entrepreneur has, but at EXP, you can still kind of be your own boss and build your own business model. Um, while also, you know, having your own brand and getting to keep your baby, but low overhead, earning that cap back in stock, all these great things that become possible with EXP. Um, David, so for those that are coming over to EXP, maybe it's their first year, maybe, you know, they've been in the industry for a while, but they, they've come over to EXP. They've got their eyes set on that icon award. How do they icon in their first year? Is that possible? What are some, you know, goals to set out on for that or major mistakes to avoid in order to reach that? Yeah. So probably one of the, uh, biggest things you want to keep in mind when it goes to, uh, you know, being an icon agent is, uh, number one, are you a domestic couple? right on there. So like, I hear this a lot is like, Oh my gosh, I got to make sure that like, if we're going to be a domestic couple, one person's going to get that icon stock award. And so like, be wary of that. Like, and, and like, that's in a positive way, right? It's just like, just determine what matters for you. The second is going to be, um, if you're going for icon, please be aware that you need to complete a certain number of transactions and pay those fees in, in order to get that going to be on a team and those teams splitting those fees with you like it's going to be really challenging to meet those amount of uh, fees uh so keep that in mind the third thing i'd say is uh what's the whole point of the icon award for you if you're just going after stock then you might as well at some point like if it's really important to you understand that it's vesting for three years so you might want to just buy the stock right, right. you don't know where the stock is going to be in three years like, and you can five percent of every transaction Right. You can, yeah, you can put that of your commission. So yeah. anyway, keep going. Or just have your separate E-Trade account or something like that and yeah. buy stock. Right. So that's another thing. The fourth I'd say is like budget for what you believe is actually like, see what's, uh, you know, uh, typical in your market. Obviously mm-hmm. you're going to be better than typical, but see what's typical in your market for like what real estate agents are doing in terms of like the numbers of transactions and why that is important is because it's not just like the volume that's important. You need to reach, um, you know, uh, closer to, to $4 million in sales, but it's like, you, you want to make sure that you're able to actually reach those numbers for all of those, you know, for those fees. Right. So I would say that that's important as well. Um, iconing in your first year is very, very doable. So like in our, our area, that's like, you know, you're talking like, you know, somewhere around like 20 homes. It's like not even one home every single month. So like, yeah, it's very, it's doable. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's a big goal. You have to be a self-starter, raise your hand, lean into your mentors. Um, Those are some important things. And David, you know, earlier we touched on how EXP, when you first heard of it, you were like, okay, like, what is this? The sham. Um, So, you know, what was that thought process when EXP was introduced to you? What was your opinion on it and why? Yeah. I mean, the first time, like I was uh, presented uh, from a a guy on the team, his name is Lou. And he was like, Hey man, like, I think you should totally check this out. And at that point I was like, I was like, nah, I'm going to start my own brokerage. Like I'm done with this whole like corporate stuff, you know, through through losing money. And I was, I was just done with it. And so he was like, dude, just please do me a favor and check this out. We knew a guy named John through this uh, 
uh, group that he runs called Messy uh, Middle Mastermind. And so we jumped on that and I was like, look, I'm going to be clear with you guys. If you talk to me once about RevShare or you talk anything about stocks, I'm signing right off of the Zoom. And, uh, and they were like, okay, bro. And I was like, I am a sales agent. That's all I like. They're like, chill, David. I know. They were like, bro. And they're from San Diego. So they were like, okay, like, bro. I was like, I couldn't believe that. Like, I heard her. Yeah, like Kyle Whistle and Dan Beer, they had like patience for it. They were like, man, this guy's like. Oh, that's who you were talking to? And you talked to them like that? Yeah, I was like, don't you dare. You know, know, I didn't even know who those guys were at that point. Right. It's a long story short. I was like, yeah, I don't want to hear about that. And we really just focused on like being sales agents and like how it was so smooth, either using Skyslope or like, uh, you know, what it meant to, you know, be able to have your broker on access uh, through the metaverse or through your phone or whatever, like faster than you would for a normal brokerage. Because here we have not only our designated broker, but we also have managing brokers yeah. and those managing brokers as well can assist you in uh, what you need to, you know, you need to do. And so I was only used to one broker at like Keller Williams or Berkshire Hathaway or whatever it was. And I was like, Oh, I, that means that I can call someone else and they can like make that happen. It's like, Oh yeah, they're always like on call. Plus we have hours. And I'm like, this is incredible. And so like, then I asked about compliance and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We go through that and we make it super easy. This, I was like, man, like it's actually easier to sell here than it is the other way. And then I was like, okay, well let's do some mathematics on like, how's it going to benefit my guys more? And they're like, oh yeah, well actually here when you're a mega team, you're actually reduced to a $4,000. I'm like, my guys are only going to pay four grand. And then they were like, yeah. And then I was like doing some nets and I was like, okay, so I win and they win and we all win. And, and, and what's the, downside how's the exp win man like yeah. what is what's the catch where's the pyramid scheme that's, that's what i said i was like all right so this is definitely gonna all collapse right and i was like i'd like to see some match met- here's me i'd like to see some metrics on like the, the feasibility and like sustainability obviously it's a it's a good question right of this yeah. of this company and then we and we looked at that and i was like man this guy's yeah they got me there pretty pretty freaking smart makes more money than i do Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so we were like all right should we really consider it and we did a couple of meetings and then we were like oh my gosh this is crazy and we started looking at that and then we realized they had a full transition team available wow. in order to transition like large teams like ours and we were like oh my gosh we can do this without a hitch and they preset and then then we realized well, well well people don't even know who exp is so like we're definitely gonna have a trouble like moving our stuff over and they were like well, David, do, is my listing still with you? And I'm like, well, absolutely. And on top of that, like, because we're, you know, I don't want to get into the dynamics of it. We actually get better marketing because we have more money in our pocket. And, you know, that's what's actually sells your house, not the brand. And they were like, okay, anyways, are you still my agent? I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, Dave, wherever you go, I don't care where, where you go. And I was like, nobody even knows what that means. I didn't these, know what that meant. All of these objections are just in my head. Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, great. And then when I realized, and then we moved and all of a sudden my agents are like, and then I had agents being like, I, I'm buying a pool. I'm paying off all my debt. Like I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what was, what was I thinking? So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, David, uh, what were you thinking? Right. So for somebody that's looking at making a move, they see the greener grass. They're like, man, XP looks legit, but like, is it, is, is it too good to be true? Is it really a pyramid scheme? Is it a cult? What would you have to say to them to, you know, to encourage them to make that move? Tell them it's worth it. Well, cults are fun. You know what I mean? It's like, I think cults that's are why fun. they exist. Right. It's like, who doesn't have a little bit of a desire to be in a cult, right? right. We get to all walk around and <laughs> I mean, you feel like you're part of a family. Yeah. It's but all, family, right? they're all brothers and sisters, right? Uh-huh. I, um, you know, I, I think the question that you're like, 
you're really asking is like, what's the hitch, right? right. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think what I, what I could figure out as a hitch because, you know, I, I kind of got in my head about like, well, there's no actual brick and mortar, but then mm-hmm. like, I like don't need a brick and mortar shop. I think you have I mean, a 500 square foot office in Washington. It, exactly. And, and like that becomes like the thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I realize that these massive companies are running without shops. Mm-hmm. And if the company has 88,000 people and not one office space, it's like, well, I probably don't either. And then I realized like no one was actually coming to my office anyhow, except to drop off checks or like agent trainings. And then we like found solutions with that because we're making more money. We can actually have our guys. It's just like it, it just all solved itself. Right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a downside right now. Um, a downside. Yeah. I'll, you're going to have to get back to me on that. <laughs> well, David, you know, this is a, it's a great opportunity for people to reach out to you, ask questions, yeah. do your research, be skeptical. Um, yeah. Maybe don't, don't talk to Kyle Whistle and Daniel Beer like that, but um, yeah. Skeptical, you know, uh, challenge the ideas and the thoughts of EXP and let, oh. them, let them explain it to you, right? Yeah. Um, because nobody wants to feel like they're being approached by a little kiosk person in the mall, right? Everybody gets defensive yeah. that. So totally. reach out, ask your questions, come over to EXP on your terms, man. You're welcome totally. to do that. And um, David, will you be at EXPCon in Yes. yes. October? Yeah, I will awesome. be there. So, so look for me in a yellow sweatshirt. That's all you wear? That's only what I'll wear. Actually. Okay. Good to know. Um, well, so look for David in a yellow sweatshirt at on. And um, David, I definitely plan on um, meeting you IRL there. And is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up? Call it quits. Yeah, I'd probably say for, you know, for newer agents out there, one of the best resources that you can, you could possibly do is like really truly plug into your upline and your network. If you're not doing that, then you are missing out on seven layers of individuals who are ready to increase your career. And if you're not a part of this company, you have to ask yourself, when was the last time that your managers, managers, managers sat down with you? Do you know their names and do they personally help your business grow? every right. single week Are they if they you even or do they know you because mm-hmm. if that's the case then you know that you're in a quantity based model mm-hmm. and if you're in a quantity based model you are a number no matter how much they use the word family or make it feel like whatever and call each other brothers and sisters and i know we're joking about culty stuff but if you don't and you're actually in a place where people are seven layers up from you or beyond and they're sitting down with you and they're concerned about your business, man, because they're financially incentivized to help you. Now you've realized a way different way to do business. And I, and I can't thank Glenn enough for that. And I can't thank, you know, my, my guys who are, who are a part of my life for that. So I think I'm blessed full circle to have started my life, man, with great mentors. And I continue to, to keep that a constant throughout my life. I love that. If you guys have questions, make sure to reach out to David, get connected at EXPCon, all the cool things, have a virtual coffee. I don't really care. Go hang out with David on his really cool patio. LaCroix. Uh, have, have yourself a LaCroix and um, get to know him. Ask your questions. It's it's an awesome resource. The people here are absolutely assets to the brokerage. And David, thank you so much for your time today. You have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. Great to join you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye.
This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistance. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success, and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.